There he is. All right. So we got all of our goofs out the way. Yeah, yeah. Max and Goofy took off. All right. So all we have left <laughs> is a minion. God, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to clip that, by the way. <laughs> and I'm going to clip that one, too. And the very last episode of Dice Benders is going to just be all the times that you have made a goofy laugh. Oh, please. Just an hour straight of you in different periods of your life making goofy laughter. <laughs> wake me up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> I can't wake up. Mickey. Save me. Oh, that's better. What the heck? I used to do that, too, actually. Uh, Not with that song. I did it with other songs. I feel like I remember the one that I used to do it with. There's a guy that did, like, a whole goofy cover of the Wake Me Up Inside song. Oh, uh, what if if it was, like, what if they did a uh, Numb by Linkin Park? Oh, my God. I know he did Uptown Funk. And it's it's fun, because he doesn't finish the song. Why? No. You, you, ha- you, you can't just it. stop something like that. You have to listen to it. It's funny. Oh, God. Anyway, so previously on Dice Ball Dungeon Master Z. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. Shin actually wants to ask Marina, where, where's Harry? They took him, I think. Do you have any idea who their leader was? And if Get I a- and a mask on. Possible if I heard him again, like heard his voice somewhere, I could recognize it, but not by looks. In order to keep them safe, he created this rift by not telling them. We're going to talk to the firebenders. Hopefully they still trust us. Um, trust me. What can we do? Get Harry back. All of this to lead to get Harry back. We're going to cut ahead a little bit. Uh, after she has explained the whole plan to everybody, uh, and, you know, for the most part, it seems like there was generally some decent responses. She then mentioned to everybody... Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Cough. She then mentioned to everybody that this will be the last night that they can use this hideout. Uh, given how there was someone that was taken, and it was about time to move hideouts anyway, uh, she is going to close this one up to keep any evidence of their existence hidden from any uh, anybody trying to come after you guys. Uh, you guys, as in the entire Bender group, or Vault group. Uh, as everyone was so to speak, packing up to go home for the night. Uh, Shen, Rena, is there anything that y'all want to do? 
Uh, you do see, for the most part, the bulk of everybody has already started to leave. Uh, a lot of people are kind of talking amongst each other, for the most part, or within their little cliques within the Spender group. But you do still see Gaia uh, out with anybody that has any questions. She didn't go back to her room or anything. She's taking the initiative to be with the guys uh, to answer any questions that they have because she is definitely not trying to hide anything anymore. So like everything's been cleared out and everything, yeah? Basically, yeah. You do see a few people are helping her do it. For the most part, she was planning on just clearing things out herself when everyone was gone. Uh, which, you know that's kind of what she does anyway. Uh, whenever you guys are switching bases, she kind of takes care of it herself. Uh, but there are a few people that are moving things, uh, especially if they're their own belongings here. Uh, they're taking that stuff back home. The only thing I really would want to do is, like, just after everything's cleared, Shen would just go up and uh, try to, like, smooth out the any wear that was on the ground from everyone going back and forth through this area so much. Okay. Um, Gaia comes up to you and... <clears throat> Gaia, let's see if I can even do her voice. i got something in my throat. And no, it's not what you think. A frog. Yes. Okay. <laughs> A frog. Oh, I thought she was just calling my name. <clears throat> Gaia comes up to you and goes, um, Yes, Shin. Uh, once everything clears out, I'm actually just going to fill this area with lava and let it solidify. So there would be no evidence of anything that happened in here. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> yep. But, Shin, you, I mean, you've done a lot for us already. If you have something to do, you know, feel free to go. You know, everyone else is leaving for the night. Uh, where's do we know where the next hideout's gonna be? Uh, I would you say that you've at least? I mean, she knows you run you run a pizza place, so, so it wouldn't be out of the question for her to know which one. Uh, so she just goes, uh, "I'll give you and all the other higher ups the notification on where we get the next hideout." And from there, everyone else is going to find out. Shin would nod at her and look at. I'm assuming Rena's with us. Yeah, Rena, what are you doing right now? Um, I don't really know. I think she's just like standing around awkwardly, not knowing if she should help or if she should like talk to um, Gaia or. So she's just kind of. Twiddling her fingers. <laughs> Jim's gonna put his thumb like over his shoulder at Rita and be like, yeah. Some, some second in command you brought us there, boss. 
I think it's just the new environment and everything that happened tonight is getting to her. Um, it's not my place to tell you where she came from or anything. So what I can tell you is that this is a little different from what she would probably be used to uh, these last maybe couple of years. Right. You're positive. We can trust her with everything. I trust her with my life. Okay. Okay. She's just gonna head off, head up. Shin. Be safe. You too. Don't, uh, don't get caught in your own lava there. <laughs> I never do. Some time passes. Uh, Shin, you leave. Eventually, there's really just you, Rena, and uh, and Gaia. Uh, she comes up to you and is like, "So, Rena, have you thought about where you want to go for the night?" Oh, man! Uh, you know what? I have not thought about that. It has been quite um, a, a day. And the last place I was at is, I think, not available to me. Um, yeah. Well, I can give you the address to a local uh, hotel over here if you want, or if you want, you can stay with me, uh, but, you know, it, it's been a rough night, so I'm leaving the option up to you. You are your own person. I mean, have a little sister sleepover again? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been quite a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, are you up for that? Absolutely. Yeah, I can... Um, just wait for me outside, okay? There's a little something I need to take care of in here. Roger that. Do you do you need me to help you with anything, or? Uh, yeah. well, if you can lava bend, that would be great. And she just cracks a smile. No can do, boss. And she's gonna finger gun her way out. All right. <laughs> so you wait outside for a little bit. You are out in the vine sector. Um, you see the remnants of what was the pro-bending arena before the eruption of the spirit portal that was created years ago. You also see that there's not a whole lot of people out. Pretty much there is nobody out. Um, it is past midnight by this point. It would be maybe three, so it's still dark out, but you don't see the sunrise at all. Um, all you hear is just waves in the nearly distant distance. <laughs> uh, you see, you see the lights um, of the spirit portal uh, casting shadows uh, towards the direction that you would be facing. You know, away from the portal. 
uh, casting over these buildings that are nearby, just sitting on one of the rocks at this uh, ruined building that this hideout used to be a part of. But, you know, out here, it's just you. So, Rena, how are you? <clears throat> Rena got a lot of things going through her mind. Mainly, like, she's thinking about the things that she talked about with Torque that one time, and the stuff Jaeger said to her very passionately and then up on a table. Um, and yeah, and like, her rea uh, like interactions with Shin feel weird. It's just weird. So she's like weird. She feels really out of place right now. Okay. You're feeling these things and just kind of trying to put pieces together in your head and as you do, you almost don't notice um, well, you can now call her Eva, stepping out from the, uh, the hideout. You see this uh, coloration, this glow on her face and body as she walks out, uh, cast through the opening that it, that was the hideout. And as she has her hands raised, she lowers it. She does that as the colors seem to dissipate. The bright light from within uh, disappears as you hear earth hardening inside the tunnel. And then she creates uh, an earth block over where the hideout entrance was, not using the stone that was covering the top, uh, just, you know, basically making it seem as though it never existed at all. She looks to you and says, are you ready? Let's wreck this popsicle joint. <laughs> okay. Uh, she takes you over somewhat nearby you're definitely still in the vine sector you step you are still near the water line uh doesn't i don't want to say she takes you to another worn down building but she kind of does uh and she earth bends a tunnel uh and leads you down with her uh carry she lights up uh it looks like just a lighter because i'm sure at this point in avatar technology they would have a lighter uh, and walks down this incredibly long tunnel that, if you were to map it in your head, is actually uh, towards Air Temple Island, meaning you're walking under the bay right now. So it is very deep and very far out. Uh, and as you do so, you do come across every once in a while just a blockage of it looks like uh, built-up lava. Uh, and she earthbends it away through the tunnel as you guys are walking. Uh, and she just explains, you know, every I put these blockades here so that I know, for one, nobody else shows up. And two, it keeps it hidden with seismic senses. You know, I, keep, I make sure that my hideout stays far from anyone's view. You're very smart. I wouldn't have gone this far. Uh, well, when you have as much time as I do on my hands, before the 
revolt group started at least uh, you kind of just some of it's out of boredom and the rest is out of necessity yeah I get that yeah uh, she leads you through the rest of the tunnel uh, into this large uh, room uh, have you guys seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles how there was that like their base I know it was like a an unused subway station uh, basically that's kind of the vibe you get in here it's large and spacious uh, every once in a while you do see a drip coming down from the ceiling and that's just because you're literally sitting under the bay right now and water every once in a while just kind of seep through but she has little buckets and stuff to keep like to plop into the water uh, but it's a very large room with a bunch of just stuff uh, you know stuff to hang out and just play stuff with she's got a TV down here she's got uh, like a bed that she's made herself a hammock over by the TV in case she wants to just lounge uh, she's got an area that she can make food with you know basically it's a whole livable hideout under the bay uh, with all kinds of what some would say junk but for her it's her possessions yes like that essentially but instead of any of the metal uh, that you put in the image Anubis it's earth cozy like a little bachelorette kind of pad but you know underground <laughs> yeah um and you are my first guest so welcome to oh. the what you call it the bachelorette pad I should have brought a housewarming gift. Aww. Uh, next time. But she shows you around a little bit, uh, giving you the sights. The whole time she's kind of talk, she's just explaining things to you, telling you how she got some of these things. And uh, but Rena, roll me a Constitution check. Oh, what? Okay, hold on. I don't have my dice out. Like, constitution save, or...? Uh, yeah, let's make it a save. Okay. Um, 6 plus 8 is it doesn't do 14. It. Oh, no. This... You being in here and walking through, you see she's talking, and you can hear her, but she sounds like she's a mile away, almost. Like, you guys are on opposite ends of a very large tunnel, and you almost only hear an echo out of her. Which is strange. Your head gets a little dizzy. You, and you feel like you're... not there. But you are. You see everything. You see her. You're talking to her. You still feel as though you are responding to her as if you can hear her. But your mind isn't here. You quickly flash, just in seconds, every once in a while, as though someone's flicking the lights off and on in your world. Uh, and you just keep flashing through little visions it feels weird, obviously, but it also feels highly uncomfortable because, Rena, these little flashes that you're getting, 
are flashes that you got when you when you first spoke with Valhalla. The things that he showed you is popping back in your head right now in little spurts. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, Rena. Rena. What? What? Are, Hi. Are you okay? Uh, um, I think I've. I think I need to lie down or something. It's been a. It's been a long day. Sure. Yeah. Um. You can take my bed tonight. I was probably just gonna watch some of the news. I like to stay up to date on what's going on in my city. Oh no, I can I can sleep on the hammock. It's fine. No, to be honest, half the time I end up sleeping on the hammock because to me it's more comfortable anyway. Oh okay. Well, sorry, I can't stay up like you, little night owl. As you say that, another flash. You see the same scene where you're in front of the bossing, say, walls as you're... As the mission didn't go according to plan, and then you flash right back again. <laughs> okay, uh... Alright, good night. Good night. Um, if you need any drinks or anything to eat, you, you know where to look, okay? You sure you're okay? Um, yeah, I, I'm fine. I just, I don't really know what's wrong. I think I just need to sleep it you off. Look, don't worry. You look at Eva, and as you're saying that, she flashes to the same age that you remember seeing her years ago, when you were still probably about her age. And then she flashes back to the age she is now. I'm sorry, Eva. No. It's... And, uh... She kind of leads you to the bed, because she can see something is clearly wrong. Uh, leads you there, sets you down, and she's talking to you, but you don't necessarily hear her at this point. She waits for a response, and you feel as though you give her one, but you can't, like, even hear yourself. And she just nods with a very concerned face and walks out, uh, turning off any of the lights that she can for you to kind of give you any darkness. Uh, and you are just in this room alone. Shin. You have made your way back home. You go up to your door. Uh, the familiar room, or not roommate, the neighbor that you have. Uh, she doesn't seem to be home. You don't see the lights on. I mean, of course not. You know, she'd be out. She'd be at work by now, you know, as a... Uh, a uh, waitress for Briggards. Mm -hmm. Thinking about that, you suddenly remembered she made a promise. Oh. At the same time, by now Briggards would be closing. 
but you're going to catch a lot of crap. <laughs> you already know. The first normal feeling you've had since this afternoon is knowing that you're going to get a lot of crap from your friends. Oh, man. You guys are going to kill me for not making it tonight. And just start heading in and thinking about everything that happened after I left the shop today. Okay. Yeah, how is Shin feeling about today? Uh, tired. Ex exhausted, considering, you know, he got knocked out. And as soon as he thinks about that, he starts trying to remember... If he yeah, he wants to run up, he's gonna run back out and go to the docks. Go back okay. to the docks. Shin, roll me a perception check as you jolt back up uh, before you even getting comfortable in your home, realizing you know you've got a little bit of uh, cleanup to do. Fifteen. As you're making your way to the docks, to the same warehouse that you know things were to happen, or that things did happen, you start seeing like flashing lights uh, bouncing off of the walls of some of the buildings nearby, uh, going through this divine sector towards the warehouse. You hear in the near distance conversations, though you can't quite make out what they are. And as you're walking, you see a police vehicle drive away from the scene of the warehouse. And... Can I try to, like... But he's leaving. Is there anyone else? Like, any other ones that I could, like, directly see? Any other cops? If you walk closer to the warehouse, maybe. It's just like you're kind of around the corner, yeah. if that makes sense. So, like, this was on your way to the warehouse to the point where you're close enough to where you can gather that the lights that you're seeing off of the walls uh, of the buildings nearby are police lights at the warehouse that you are heading to. I would like to... Like, just cross, like, just cross in front of it, like, a ways away, and just act like I'm just making my way, and, like, take a look. Okay. Uh, roll me stealth. This isn't you sneaking, I know that, but I'm saying stealth because you're trying to look inconspicuous walking through the docks right now. So, so this is just a matter of how well you are looking inconspicuous. <clears throat> when I need it the most. I got a nine. A nine total? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not terrible. You still pass because you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, but you are... You cross the street and still head towards your destination just uh, off course slightly. Uh, as you do, you've got your hands in your jacket pockets, kind of like glancing over to try to catch what's going on. Uh, as you do, 
you do see that there are a few officers every once in a while that kind of just like glance your way as they're speaking with each other. Uh, you see that there's police tape saying do not enter, do not cross over to where the warehouse is. And you see there's a few people there that are speaking to the police. They, Some of them look like warehouse workers, maybe. Some of them don't. Uh, so that's interesting. But you see that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, activity right here. Too much to where you can't sneak through and just try to take away the bending. What has happened? Uh, what you guys have done has been noticed already. Yeah. And you do see you do see that there is uh, there are at least two officers, or maybe one is an officer and the other person is with the news media or something, but you see two people with cameras taking pictures of all, all the damage that was done, uh, in this warehouse, taking pictures of the warehouse. Uh, and give me one last perception check. 14. The banner that you remember was up isn't up anymore. The banner that had the mask of Amon on it. Um, safe to assume one of two options either they came back and cleaned up themselves they have someone here that cleaned, got here beforehand and cleaned up for that's Shin's thought process what do you do? keep on walking I don't need to be here anymore I'm already <laughs> screwed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is there anything else that the two of you want to do? <clears throat> well, just head back home and possibly pack up. <laughs> Who knows? You say hot box the place? <laughs> no, <laughs> head home. Mm. Okay. Too many uh, cops, I can't hot box that. No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, Rena, in your sleep tonight, this is very strange. Roll me, roll me religion. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, roll me um, religion. I don't think I've ever rolled religion. Nope. Okay, Seven. Okay. There's a reason why I don't roll religion. Rena. You don't understand this dream at all. But you have one. Or at least you think it's a dream. You have a dream where you are not you out in Shao Kai. As a pedestrian, maybe? You don't know. But you look. It's a dark night. Not too much uh, traffic's going by. It seems a carriage kind of passes by you. You take a glance. Just a glance. And you see your mother, you, and your sister inside as it just speeds on by. 
they don't seem to notice you're there. And you don't understand how you are here, but also in there. I'm going to follow the carriage. Okay. Now, you lose track of it quickly because of how it's definitely faster than you are. You're on foot. It's a carriage. But I have a feeling you know where it's going. It's going to go past the house, isn't it? I go to the house. You go home? Mm-hmm. You get to the lavish home. Lavish for, you know, the Earth Kingdom. Uh, so it's not the same sort of uh, pristine nature that is Kevin's father's home. It's not a mini White House, no. But it is definitely a very well done home. Long and windy, I uh, don't want to call it road, so driveway leads to your home. Or at least you think it's your home. You don't know who you are at the moment, but you know where you are. You know what you're doing. You see the lights are inside, are on inside as you get closer to it. You see guards. I guess you can call them guards for the sake of uh, ease. They don't seem to pay you any mind. It's almost as though they can't see you. You walk right past them. You know normally they'd stop whoever's just trying to waltz into this building because you know no one's allowed here unless they're supposed to be here. But you pass by with no problems. You see the carriage is outside right now. You see there are people inside in one of the very large windows that's at the front of this house. The library. You remember this place? You obviously can't peek through the window because of how this is a, such a large building. The library's on the second floor, you're on the first. You try to maybe earthbend, nothing comes. But given your current state, I guess, you can pass through the front door. You have no problems. You make your way there passing by the person who would be your brother but he doesn't seem to even notice you you are through here this leads you to believe well i mean with a nine you don't really know seven. Oh, with seven yeah that's even better <laughs> yeah isn't it you get into the library and you see your father pacing back and forth. I don't think we ever got the description of your father, so you tell us what do you see your dad look looking like? Oh boy. Um, he's got a, one of those I don't know how you call it, those like little tiny mustaches, um, a salt and pepper beard, not like a long one, but like a bit of a stubble. Um, his hair is slicked back, kind of greasy, but like, 
a fancy greasy. So um, not, not like, like slicks. Slick. Yeah, <laughs> not like slick. Um, and I see him wearing a pinstripe suit. Very tall, obviously. Probably also six foot. Fancy footwear. Where's a watch? A gold watch. You can definitely tell he's got wealth. And you see he's pacing back and forth, holding what looks to be a pipe, talking to someone who's at a table nearby, uh, writing out what seems to be a letter. You're not entirely sure, but you can't hear him. This entire time, you can't hear anything. So you don't know exactly what he's saying, you don't see you here. You don't see your sister. You don't see your mom. So this must be one of those private meetings that your father has all the time. Do I recognize who he's talking to? He's one of the... I, he's definitely not a second in command, but he's the one that uh, does a lot of... Uh, book stuff for you guys. Does a lot of the prep work for little missions, gets uh, maps if needed. Uh, you know, he's basically like the the backstage uh, assistant. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you never technically saw this man do his job. But you know, anytime your dad was ever in the library and the door was closed, this guy always exited it uh, once the meeting, quote-unquote, was done. As you are kind of watching this for a second, the first sound you have heard surprises you. When you hear... Oh, this is interesting. What? Frog? Hello? <laughs> Hi. How, what are you doing here? Uh, what are you doing here? Are you traumatizing me again? <laughs> no. I'm just kind of skimming through the memories I've had the last couple days from the four of you. Oh, well... You shouldn't be here, though. That's what I'm kind of thinking, too. I saw myself. Well, yeah, because, uh... And you look in a mirror, and you see you are Valhalla right now. <laughs> Excuse me? What'd you do? I don't do anything. This is all you. Well, maybe I should start taking like this, too! Oh, if you want, that's fine. <laughs> no! Oh my god, what'd you do? Get me back! Okay. This has only happened maybe 40 times. So, I have a slight clue what's going on. That's very reassuring. Listen. Listen. I'm listening. Uh, no, because you keep talking, let me talk. Okay, fine. Stop. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying. Okay, do it. Okay, stop. I can't. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> You're... The... The tethering... Between you and I... It must have caused a hiccup in your spirit. Okay. Because... I can do this when I tether to somebody. I can kind of see bits of their past from the point of tethering. In other words, I can't see what the hell you were doing today. But any point from before our tether, I can skim through. Unfortunately, this little hiccup, well, I guess it's less of a hiccup. Call it more like a scar in your spirit. That's worse than a hiccup. Uh, well, okay, it's a hiccup. There, is that better? No. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just, keep, just keep going, just keep going. In other words, you have an opening in your spirit, and somehow you are able to seep your essence into your memories while I was looking through them. What? Yes, this doesn't happen a lot. So, uh... Okay, so how do we fix it? What, how... What do we do? Uh, what do I do? What do you do? Uh, well, I... I guess I can snap us out of this. I mean, what were you doing before... this? Um... I was with... someone. At her place. Oh. No, not like that. Uh-oh. I mean, that's not well, where I mean, my mind went, but... I guess, I guess you know it's my sister. I'm with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. And? And we're hanging out! Okay. I got well, these weird flashes to, like, the stuff you oh, showed me. See, see, that's what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. you gotta be more specific. Okay, right? so essentially what's going on is because of the uh, spiritual damage dealt to how strong our tether was, you are now... Let's just say you've got a foot in the spiritual world right now. Excuse me? Your spirit was seeping into me. I'm a spirit. Your essence is spilling into the spirit world. Ew. That's all I have to s- no offense. Uh, I mean... I mean, who doesn't want to be this? Not me. Sorry. Oh, well then you should have rolled better. What? Well, okay. So I can snap us out of this. Whenever you get a chance, maybe? Come and... Well, there's nothing I can really do. You just have to kind of, like, stay low and not stress your body or your spirit. Was there anything that you did tonight that was incredibly stressful? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure was. 
Okay, like what? Um, I mean, got beat up by some people that jabbed me, and then someone almost died, but then didn't die. Interesting. Okay. Um, so people that jabbed you. Yeah. Chi blockers? Um... Wait, did, did I know that before, Frog? I don't know if you said I did. Uh, Gaia did mention that they were, at some point in history, called Chi Blockers. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they're called. Something like that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, listen. What happened was, in whatever interaction you had with them, their Chi Blocking kind of ripped the uh, the scar off. You know, uh, uh, the scab, I'm sorry. Kind of ripped the scab off. So the damage dealt was healing. Your interaction with them forced it off. So that's that's what's happening right now. Oh, lovely. I love yes. that. So just lay low. Don't fight any key blockers for about maybe a year, and you should be good. <sighs> yeah, I don't really think that's part of my journey. Uh, um, okay, fortune teller. Listen, you're the spirit. You're your spirit. Um, that's not gonna not happen. So, like, what happens if I do encounter them again? Okay. I mean, if you encounter them again, the scab is just going to be removed, and this will continue to happen. So the only other thing I can think, I may be a spirit, but my whole thing is past and present. I have no idea about the future. Well, who does? Another spirit. The downside is, if you want to go talk to this spirit... You're gonna have to go into the spirit world. Ooh. Mm. Mm. It's not really my vibe. Yeah, so it's either that or wait a year. Minimum. Maybe. Mm. Or 40. What? I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I, I don't. I'm not a doctor. Okay, well, how do I, I guess I just walk into the spirit portal, is that what I do? Um, well, I would recommend, uh, jeez, it's so weird talking to humans that don't go there. Find someone who knows the spirit world, tell them what's I... happening, What? and go from there. How do you expect me to find someone that goes there? I don't know, you've got a year to figure something out. I don't have a year. Well, you definitely don't want to keep opening this wound. You only have but so much spirit. <laughs> okay, oh, what's, what's this, this spirit's name? I cannot tell you. 
Where do I find them then? In, in I can't the tell you that either. Okay, great. What good are you for? Listen, I've made a promise to the spirit. Do you understand how spirit promises work? No. Then don't ask. <laughs> you can't just give me half information. That, literally, that's all I can give you right now. Oh my god. Find someone that may know more about the spirit world. I literally don't know anyone who knows anything about spirits. Well, I can tell you one thing. It's not any of your group of friends that you hang out with. None like, of them have been to the spirit world. Like, like, my, 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 my team? My old team? Yeah, what do, what do you guys, what do you guys call yourselves? Team 2B? Uh, it's yeah, a people kind. workshopping it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty bad name. Or not Whoever to came be, up with that I is mean, like, not Yeah. Smart. Oh, yeah. What a guy. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well... So, anyway, I'm gonna go. It's gonna boot you out of here, so... Yeah. Okay. And it might well, hurt. I love that. Um, well, thanks for this, I guess. Thanks for traumatizing me more. Listen. I'm listening. And you wake up. <laughs> A major jolt of pain. Not physical pain, though. It feels as though you, like, your essence was literally ripped out of your body and just thrown back in. So you, like, you within your own skin feels off. Like, you're not level with yourself right now. And you feel your heart has tensed as though, like, your body died, essentially. Uh, and you don't feel your heart beating. You are having a hard time breathing. Rena, you feel like you're having a heart attack right now. Oh boy. Roll me a constitution save. Oh boy. Wow, why am I rolling so bad? Three plus eight. Eleven. Roll me another one. Okay. Um, nine plus eight, seventeen. Roll me another one. Seven plus eight, fifteen. You concentrate really hard holding yourself and at the same time you can't really describe it any other way than saying that you're just repositioning yourself within yourself and finally just as you feel the last millimeter of breath I don't know last ounce of breath uh, about to dissipate from your body you feel your heartbeat again and you can suddenly gasp for air Ooh, ha. Eva rushes in, turns on the light. Rena! Rena, are you okay? She runs over to the bed. I've never had so many heart palpitations. Do you need to go to the doctor? No, maybe. I I need I, I need to go to the spirit portal. Or find I'm the, sorry, what? What? What did you just say? A frog told me that I need to go to the spirit portal to find the spirit. He doesn't need me. Need tell me names. I have to. What go. are you talking about? It's pretty simple. 
I gotta go to the spirit portal. Rena, you look like you just had a heart attack. What Wait, on I... earth are you talking about? Spirit portals and frogs. You know, hearing it from you, it sounds a little crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there's this crazy frog that I met who's like a spirit. Uh -huh. Can I, I just like, I, I tell her about the Val thing. You, she sits down and although she doesn't quite 100% believe what you're saying, the longer the story goes, the more her face changes from uh, confusion to intense uh, concentration to concern back to concentration uh, and the camera pans out from this room as you two share intimate moment uh, an intimate moment as you tell her the stories uh, of what's happening uh, she then asks questions about you know what else you have done and the two of you collectively because she starts to share a few stories of her own um, begin to speak with each other as this is happening, we're going to, unless Shin has anything, does he have anything else he wants to do? Nope. Just okay. keep track of the news. Okay. <laughs> just buy them, man. <laughs> I'm just keeping track of, do I need to leave town? <laughs> uh, and Rena, you tell, you tell Eva this whole story. Uh, and all other stories that come to play. And you being in this room with your sister, you feel a lot more comfortable. Uh, and like you feel at ease talking to her right now to the point where, you know, your spirits calm down, your body's calm down. And she tells you the best thing is to just kind of get your rest. We can take care of that kind of stuff in the morning. It is early it's late early it's we need some sleep and she doesn't leave your side uh she lays in the bed with you the two of you share the bed together uh and tells you like she's she's not leaving uh, she's gonna be right here in case anything else happens uh if you guys don't mind we will cut to the daytime sick okay now I gave you that big old moment, Rena. So let's let's go to Shin for a minute. Shin, it is now morning. Uh, I have a feeling that you haven't, you didn't really get to sleep all that well. You both probably didn't, uh, ultimately, but for different reasons. Uh, Shin, you see the sunlight coming through one of your windows rather than uh, rather than the spirit portal light, which where your home is, you don't see too much of that as it is anyway. Uh, but you look at the clock, you can tell it's like eight o'clock by this point, which is baffling. Uh, and all night you've been up contemplating, is it time to just leave town or, or what? Um, but there's always that voice in the back of your head saying, oh, that's not, it's not you, man. Just leaving. That's not what you do. You kind of watch the news for a little bit. You see the uh, the scene that you went to go check from the night before, you know, the, the fight and all that was on the news at this point. Uh, you see that they seem to be leaning towards saying that it might have been the Bender Revolt group. 
there's an eyewitness that swears up and down that it was uh, the White Lotus for some reason, which they seem to be catching a lot of just negative traction. Uh, which reminds you of the time that you were looking at the TVs the other day and saw that there was an airbender that was, you know, that was White Lotus that was denying it and all this other stuff, but this, all this kinds of bad stuff. Uh, but then a bit of good news comes in, which you completely forgot about until now. Uh, you know that tomorrow is the president kidnapping, but on the news you are reminded that... Tomorrow is also the Rock Out Cookout Festival, which takes place once a year uh, that will be in the Capitol Street. So during this festival is going to be the president's speech, which means basically 50 to 80% of the entire city is going to be there. It's a place where they gather, have a, a big old food festival. Uh, local businesses get to share their food, get to sell. Some of it is sell. For the most part, it's like 50% off because of how how much people are there. It's better to, you, you know, business, business type of stuff. But that just pops in your head like, oh, that's right. Today at Earth's Crust, they are probably doing big time prep work and ordering to get the stuff ready for that day. Shane's gonna, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't slept much. He got into a fight the night before. He's Shane's going and taking a shower, cleaning up, and as much as he knows what's gonna happen when he gets there, he. He's going to make his way into work as tired as he is. Okay. You take your time getting to work. Um, Shin seems like the kind of guy that walks everywhere in this city. Yeah. So you do certainly take your time getting there, uh, partially because of the distance and partially because of your energy. Uh, you get into the Earth's crust, and it's uh, it's still morning. So it's not as busy as as uh, the lunch rushes or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it is open. So you're selling your breakfast pizzas. You see the pizza of the day is the bacon, uh, bacon beef and anchovy pizza. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, and. As you walk in, immediately one of the cashier guys, the same guy as the day before that was manning the register, looks at you and goes, Shin, you're not on the schedule today, right? No, but, you know, we gotta get ready for tomorrow with the festival going on. Yeah, the rock out cookout. Yeah. So, just here to help get that ready. Dude, you okay? You don't look so good. He, he like, yawns. He's like, mm, I've been better. Uh, but, gotta do what we gotta do. Gotta make money. And he's, like, <laughs> making his way into the back. At, like, towards the back as he's talking. Okay. You only have one other person on duty with how early it is in the morning. You know, you just need your pizza guy and your cashier slash, slash waiter guy. Uh, so one guy's making the pizzas, a newer hire, so you don't 
necessarily like have too much to say with this guy. Uh, you get into the back office. It's a, it's a rather small office, enough room for two people. You've got your, you know, your bookkeeping and the safe, uh, which chances are pretty good that you may have to make the deposit tonight. You're not sure, or not tonight, uh, for this morning. You're not entirely sure if they took the deposit last night. Uh, but you know you've got your bookkeeper guy coming in around 11 o'clock just before the lunch rush. Uh, you go looking through your uh, your orders for tomorrow. It looks like they messed up and didn't order enough. You've been through enough of these cookout festivals to know like what you have coming on... Uh, what you have currently as ordered isn't going to be enough. Uh, so you know you've got to start placing some more orders. Hmm. Uh, gonna just check the check the safe real quick. Okay. See if, if I gotta do that, might as well see what I can get for supplies while I'm out too. Mm-hmm. You open up the safe. It looks like. It looks like they did take the deposit this morning, so you're good on that. But then they've got the the tip bag, which this is where they put all the tip money with the, uh, you know, with the customers giving big tips out. You see that hundred dollar yuan that you were given by the strange man yesterday? It's still sitting in here, uh, which you thought that they would have taken that with them if they were going to Briggers last night, but whatever. Uh, you see that in there. You see, uh, roll me a d10 and a d6. Double dice. Uh, d6 and 6, d10 is a 1. Okay, so you have 60 extra dollars in there in addition to the 100. Gonna take that out. Uh, take like all out. Uh, head back out to the register and just switch out the hundred for like just break it down so that I can just hand uh, the guy at the register his cut from the tips from the night from last night and I'm just gonna have it separated on me and just give it a lot less. As you were doing that, the, the cashier guy uh, comes up to you and is like, You know, Mika was uh, kind of upset he didn't see you at the at the bar last night. Yeah, I unfortunately I had to take care of some stuff. and It took a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, dude. Like, I was going to give you some, some crap for it, but uh, you look like you've been through enough. I'm sorry. Would she, you think Shane would have like a black eye or something? No, no. It's just you know you look uh you look like you didn't get any sleep, man. Were you like out partying somewhere else or something, or was it a not so good night? <sighs> not so good night, really. As this conversation is happening, you take a glance out the door and you see two uh police officers one is in a 
detective's jacket and the other is just a normal officer in uniform uh, opening the door and walking inside. Shin's gonna look up and be like, Welcome to there, Scruts officers. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, uh, is any, uh, the one in the detective's jacket pulls out a notepad, flips it open, looks at it for a second and goes, is Shin here? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, well, excellent. Uh, do you mind if we sit down and have a chat with you? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, he's gonna, like, point, Shin points over to, like, one of the tables and, like, makes his way over to it, around the counter to it. So, sir, we're just uh, going around town. Uh, there was an event that happened at the warehouses last night, and there was evidence of lava bending in multiple warehouses. Uh, we have on record that you are a lava bender, so we're just here to rule you out uh, as a suspect. Was there anything that you were doing last night? Oh, I just left work and went home. Stayed home all night. My neighbor can vouch for me. Okay, and uh, who is your neighbor? Or what is your address? Uh, Shin's gonna Shin will tell him his address. Okay, and you see the uh, detective writes this down in his uh, notepad and just goes. So is she the only one that can vouch for you that night? Uh, yeah, I mean she saw she saw me as I was getting in yesterday and. He's gonna be like, and said goodbye to her as I was leaving and heading over here this morning. Okay, and what time did you leave here last night? He's gonna look at the cashier. He's like, you say I left here about what? Like, uh, it had to have been around, I wanna say like six. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, it was still daylight out. It was, it was coming that uh, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks back at the cop. He's like, yeah, around six. All right. And what time did you get here this morning? Uh, about 15 minutes ago. Okay. And all of this, you see the detective just uh, writes this down. And the officer gives you a look and goes, you look like you had a rough night last night. Nah, just getting some cleaning, didn't get much sleep. You know how insomnia is. Right, right. Right. The detective kind of looks at the cop, looks at you, looks back at the cop, and goes, Okay, well, we'll just follow up with the with your, uh, with your neighbor. Uh, do you know where she would be by chance right now? Or are you guys not that close, right? Ah, uh, should be. Oh, she usually works, from what I can tell. Like she's heading out to work when around the time I usually get home. So, I'm sure, she's at the at her place right now. Okay. So, does that mean that she was leaving when you were coming in, and you're going home? Yeah. Okay. So, is there? Okay. 
and you see he did pause for a second before just giving you a smile and looking at you and he says uh we'll be following up with that hopefully you won't be hearing from us again you know just trying to rule you out as a suspect yeah i mean that would be nice <laughs> but uh can i get you guys anything eat drink before you guys head out uh no thank you and the officer's like yeah i wouldn't mind a uh, a drink yeah, what you want? And uh, I would point to like the drink selection we have. <laughs> he chooses one out for you. You get it to him. Uh, he reaches out his uh, wallet to try to pay, uh, which the cashier like raises his hand. Is like, nah, dude, like don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, nah, he gives a good. he gives a, a thank you. The detective gives uh, a nod to the both of you, and the two of them walk out. Oh, wow, dude. What did you get into last night? Just gonna look at him, like, really serious and say, the less you know, the better. It's been a long time since I've heard you say that. Okay, man. Well, listen, I, I'm i sorry. Uh, I totally forgot about the Rogal cookout thing. Uh forgot to tell anybody uh yeah you probably looked by now the we don't have a lot coming in tomorrow uh i say it's still like you said it was like around what time it's still like eight or nine right now you think think they'd be would they be open open enough for me to try to see if I can call them to put a, a rush order in? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they. I mean, you know, they like it, so they would probably do something for you. Okay, this is more for you, Frog. Do we have a phone? Yeah, phones <laughs> exist. No, I'm saying, do I have a phone in here? We never specify. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always leave it up to a dice roll. <laughs> Shin's just going to go into the office and start calling up, trying to get a rush order put in. Okay. And Rena, it is morning for you. You have at one point gone to bed, uh, fallen asleep. Uh, you wake up, your sister is still asleep uh, in the bed, but... You know, you are what you are awake and like now that your eyes are open, you feel wide awake. Um, I think she's probably gonna like try to get out of bed without waking up Eva. Like, I don't know, maybe snoop around a little bit. Okay, what are you snooping for? Oh, nothing. I just want to see what cool she <laughs> I mean, stuff she has. Sorry. <laughs> no, roll me, uh, investigation. Okay, I'm not gonna roll the dice that I've been rolling. That wasn't any better. Um, seven. Seven? You see, some of it looks like junk. She's got, uh, a dartboard, uh, on one of the walls with some darts she has like two darts left 
you know, dart boards usually come in more, but one way or another, she only has two. Uh, you also see that she's got, it looks like a bent golf club for some reason, uh, a baseball bat, which in this world, avatar baseball bat, I guess, avatar, avabat, avatar brand, avabat, avabat, uh, the TV, the hammock area, like I was talking about, uh, and with that type of role, that's kind of like the biggest stuff that you can p that you pick out. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like she's trying to like rack her brain, trying to figure out who she could possibly talk to, or like who she knows that even remotely knows anything about the spirit world that's not Yang. Does Rena want to stay here? I mean, I guess she'd probably try to leave, but didn't um, Eva Lava Bend it closed? No, she just Earth Bended it closed. She usually Lava Bend, she was, I'm sure she would have said something on the way in, but she usually Lava Bends on her way out so that people don't know it's here. Um, yeah, I think she'll just write, like, a, a note, like, be back later, and, like, a heart, and a smiley face, um, and, and finger guns, and a very crude drawing of finger guns. <laughs> For only um, performance. I won't know. <laughs> Three plus negative one, two. You make a very poor drawing of a stick figure, finger guns, but it just looks like a, a line with, like, a smaller line. You can't at all make out what it's supposed to be. <laughs> That's good. Alright, yeah, and she's just gonna leave and, like, earthbend the walls back up. Maybe, like, a couple more. Um, okay. Just because she can't lava bend, and she doesn't want to, like, metal bend the wall, because she can't lava her metal bend, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you get back out. It's daytime. Uh, you see that there are a few uh, people walking through this area. She would have specifically chosen this place because very, very few people come to this section of the Vine Sector. This is the outskirts where not even the, the harbor uh, is at this point. Oh. So, yeah, she intentionally picks a place that is far from any prying eyes. Uh, so you are, like, at the very lowest right side of the city. Honestly, I don't know, like, where she's even gonna go at this point. Maybe just, like, walk around, look for, like, a public phone, maybe? I don't know okay. who she's gonna call, though. <laughs> So you just kind of want to take a walk? Yeah, just take a walk. Take yourself on a little walkie. Okay. Uh, roll me perception. Wow. Oh. Bad, bad, bad. Um, five plus four, nine. That's fine. It, it wasn't anything bad. It was just like how descriptive your walk is, basically. Oh, okay. Is all that meant. Thank God. <laughs> so your walk, you stay red relatively close to the water because for some reason your gut just tells you like you're more comfortable being by the water which is very strange 
Uh, but you do see some uh, seagull bats flying around. Uh, you hear them cocking in the distance with their echolocation. Um, you see there's a few people walking around uh, to your right, which is where the buildings are. You see that there's like a small group of builders. They don't seem to be uh, a company thing or even uh, a government thing. They just look like some people that live in this area that are trying to build back some of these uh, some of these buildings that are in the old downtown uh, to make them livable, essentially. And it's like five or six people uh, since Binting is outlawed. They are using it through just basic methods of like rope and stick or uh, stuff like that to try to pull bricks up to the ceiling and try to f like make brick uh, walls and stuff like that. Uh, at one point, it does, the rope breaks and it all comes crashing back down everybody on the floor scatters super upset that it happened but uh they seem as though they're so used to that happening that they're not as upset they're more upset that uh they have to do it this way in the first place is kind of the vibe that you get uh traveling further you see a couple you see some kids are running around uh like three or four of them pretending to be benders and like one of them is like pretending to earth bend their friend and that friend like pretends to trip and like falls and then like spins in a way that is reminiscent of the way you've seen jaeger do some fire bending and he like jolts himself back up doing that and another kid is like jumping from like tile on the floor to tile without stepping on the cracks as though he's flying like an airbender and stuff like that and they're just having a grand old time passing right by you without any like second glance uh and yeah for all intents and purposes it feels rather peaceful uh as you are walking this way you look up and you happen to notice that the vines are starting to get a little thicker. You're passing by where the warehouse was because you must have lost track of time. Uh, you're passing by where the warehouse was from the night before and you see there's still police tape, although there are no police officers here where the warehouse was. Uh, and now that it's more daylight outside, uh, roll me another perception check. Nat 20 plus, you said perception, mm -hmm. or 24. Okay, really good. You okay. notice that at this point, the lava that was made has naturally frozen. Uh, and the police happen to have left the door open to this warehouse because inside you see that the banner is gone. Now, you don't know if it's because the police took it as prop or whatever or you know someone came back and took it away uh but seeing this area in the daylight you can see now uh just flashes in your head of what happened at night and you're you can kind of envision all of what took place last night as though it were daytime just to give yourself even more clarity as to what happened exactly you look over to the warehouse right next to this one and you see that the door is like bent out of place in a remarkably odd, I don't want to say unnatural because metal itself is not 
natural this way, mm -hmm. but um, a remarkably odd way as though the door to this warehouse can't even shut properly. Uh, and there's, there's no lights or anything else in, inside this one at all. In fact, there doesn't even seem to be dock workers over at this section of the docks. Hmm. Um. I want to take a peek. Okay. You go inside. Uh, you see just lights. The light in this, uh, in this warehouse is just coming from the uh, window sill sides that are up in the second floor area of this place. You take a look around. You see that there's a barrel of like water that's about half empty at this point. Uh, you see that there seems to be railings that starts at a stairway over to the side and trails itself up onto the second floor of this warehouse. Uh, but you see at some point just over where the door is, by following it with your eyes, you see it's destroyed, oddly enough, as though it was melted. Uh, you also see on the floor remnants of, now that you're used to seeing it with Eva, you see remnants of what looks like solidified lava bending, but it was done by the lava bender. So it does look earthen uh, in a way that seems like it's smoothed, but you being an earthbender and having seen this very, very recently, you can tell that there was some lava bending. There's lava bending evidence in this area. And there seems to be what looks like two uh, plots of what would have been lava at one point inside here. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I mean, uh, she doesn't really know what to think of that, so... Shin, roll me a pure luck check. Eleven. Okay. That's good. But Rena, if that's the case, Rena, that's uh, the only stuff that you really see in here. It looks like, uh, with a nat 20, uh, we'll roll that into this. It looks like there was at some point some kind of, you don't want to call it a fight necessarily, but you've seen enough like scenes like this to know that something went down here. Uh, the police might not have even noticed it because there's no tape over here or anything like that. It's just that jar door. Hmm. Is there like a office area anywhere? Like Within upstairs? this warehouse? Yeah. Uh. Take a peek around. Yeah. I snoop. Okay. You go snooping through uh, the office that you found. It's not so much a, of an office that was built into this warehouse. It looks more like a makeshift. People put planks of wood up to kind of create some makeshift office over in the corner. Uh, you walk in, there's a, again, a makeshift desk and a, a not so makeshift chair. Ooh, fancy. Ooh. And a bunch of, it uh, looks like, uh, binders, folders, and paperwork inside of a, a drawer and on this desk. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Okay. 
14 plus 2 16. You start looking, you kind of just idly look at the paperwork that's on the desk. You don't really see anything that catches your eye or anything like that. And just out of pure curiosity, you open the, uh, the folder drawer and you go and you see there seems to be a folder marked for the day before. I mean, it makes sense. This is a dog, right? So just, you think, huh, let me just look at uh, the last couple of days. Uh, nothing really of note. You just see the regular stuff, like shipment for vegetables and stuff. Basically, anything that would not appear at the water transport center within the city is here. Uh, so warehouse goods and uh, produce and things of that nature. You eventually get to the day that you came here. Uh, and just kind of scroll through uh, with your eyes in this folder. And you find the marked date that Slick came through here. And uh, the goods and wares that uh, were in that. You also see uh, a number in the area that has like where his goods would be located in this warehouse should they still be here. I want to remember that and look around. You're looking for where they were or where they are? Yeah, either or. Were or are. Okay. Something of note you see in this uh, in this folder, in this documentation, everything has always been super specific. For Slick, where it says inventory, it just says general goods. Mm. Which is a little odd because everything else is like, oh, produce from da-da-da. And, uh, you know, more specific stuff. Okay. But with Slick specifically, it just says general goods. Uh, but you kind of peer through this warehouse, kind of looking around for a little bit, you eventually do find the crates that were here. They still seem unopened, as though the delivery, if this was made for someone to pick up, they haven't picked them up yet. Are they, are they made of wood, or what are they made of? They are made out of wood. Okay. Um, I'm going to knock on it. Hello? Sounds like wood. Okay. Um, can I open it? Or try to? Uh, you can try to. Uh, I can see... How would you see yourself trying to open a, a wooden crate? Um, well, is there like a lock on it? There is. Okay. I, I just try to like break the lock off. Okay, and you're a metal bender, so that would be very easy. Yeah. You earthbend the lock off and you open it, and there seems to just be a bunch of hay and stuff, and like, boxes of what looks like they would be apples. And, you know, that kind of plays into what you remember him saying, that he was just delivering some goods here. Uh, but still, really? But, but he's the family, so let's open those up. You open the box of apples, and what you find 
is this. You see various pieces of technology. Very different from what you're used to with this family, right? They seem to have the emblem of the family crest in a way that you haven't seen it before. Rena, roll me a history check. Um, seven plus two, nine. Okay. This exact emblem looks unfamiliar to you, but you do see traces of the family crest in whatever this emblem is. Okay. You see that there's wiring attached to a few of these pieces of technology. From just looking at it in the box, you can't quite make out what this stuff is. They don't look like weapons so much. So you go reach in and grab it. When you do, you pull it out and it looks like a suit. It looks like a suit that has wiring attached and uh, looks like some of it has plates of metal and stuff like that. Very, very odd. Uh, you go to kind of inspect it a little more and you don't know how exactly you did if it, it must have been an accident or something uh, but you power up this suit uh, and it begins to glow a red you see the wiring glows a red that stretches like vines uh, down to the hands down to the feet and there's a red circle within the chest as though it's like the power battery to this suit I'm gonna try to turn it back off uh, <laughs> I pushed the red button roll me uh, let's go <laughs> with because there is no like technology check roll me yeah just a just an intelligence check, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Eight. <laughs> you go to start trying to turn off this suit. Rena, on accident, a blast of fire comes out of one of the hands right at your feet. I, I jump. Roll me a dexterity save. <laughs> Fifteen. You are able to jump out of the way in time, but you saw a, a blast of fire, more specifically three different blasts of fire. Uh, you've seen that move a hundred times. This suit just cast uh, fire bullets. What? Hello? And that's where we'll end the session. Wow. Interesting. Completely am mad at myself now. <laughs> should have investigated more. I should have, <laughs> and I would have destroyed that. I kind of want to take it. I figured. <laughs> so, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. Um, you guys are all awesome. You guys are all cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when you're living the dream. Uh, 
we'll just do the closeout. Uh, this is a Skeptic Frogs production. Um, the using this is a D and D five E live action uh, playcast using class models. Base. Uh, Jesus, let me try all of this again. Good lordy. I believe in you. You got this. This is this is a D and D five E live action play class. Uh, play. Wow. Take all right. Take three. <laughs> Take three. This well, is a this is a show. You guys listen to it. We used things that Skeptic Frog made. Avatar was made by Brike and done by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Subscribe for more shenanigans. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just done. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. We've gone through a lot together. <laughs> Daddy's still here. God damn it, Craig. Daddy! Please leave. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> <laughs>